0: WLRN News in South Florida,
1: you're listening to Vote Already, our last minute guide to the 2018 Florida ballot. In these last days, or
2: maybe minutes
1: before you head into the voting booth,
2: we're looking at some of the biggest issues during these midterm elections.
0: I'm Luis Hernandez. If you live in the city of Miami, one of the items you'll see on the ballot has to do with the idea of a strong mayor form of government. It means that the city's mayor will be in charge of all day to day government operations, will have authority over things like zoning approvals and contract bids. Current Miami Mayor Francis Suarez is an advocate for the switch. Former city manager, county manager, and school superintendent for Miami Dade, Merritt Sterheim, says this is a bad idea. I spoke with Suarez and Sterheim about the idea of a strong mayor.
2: Louis, it's really more in line with what other major cities have in the county, in the state, and federally in the, in the nation um, if you look at uh, the top 25 cities in the nation 70% of them have what they call a strong mayor executive mayor. I like executive mayor better uh, as a term um, it, in Florida you have uh, Orlando Jacksonville Tampa all have that executive mayor form of government in fact all those mayors have signed a letter of support for the ballot initiative which is 382 on like you said a very long eight page ballot um, that voters are going to confront in the city of Miami uh, Hialeah obviously Miami-Dade County uh, all have uh, executive or strong mayor form of government and the reason why it's is very simple They tried to confuse it but it's extremely simple when residents elect a mayor that's the only elected official in a in a in a jurisdiction that is citywide and they expect that person to have the basic administrative authority that the head of, uh, of an executive branch would have uh, currently the mayor does not hire and fire any employee in the city of Miami the mayor can only select one person which is the city manager subject to ratification by the commission, subject to being fired by the commission, subject to being fired by the mayor and reinstated by the commission and and neither the commission nor the mayor can tell that person what to do so it creates this very confusing system that lacks accountability and has created 15 city managers in the last 21 years that we've had this system of government
0: Again, if you have any questions uh, for Mayor Suarez if you have any questions about how this strong mayor would work give us a call 800-743-9576 That's 800-743-9576. You can also find us on Twitter or Facebook at WLRN Sundial. So, I mean, coming back to this, then, Mayor Suarez is, I mean, you know, why is the mayor in a greater position? Why would you be in a greater position to oversee some of these key functions that...
2: The current city manager, Emilio Gonzalez, is already handling. Well, the thing is that the person who was elected mayor is 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 myself. And so what happens is when people come to see the mayor, they expect the mayor to be able to do things to make their life better. For example, the mayor can't pick up the phone and get the public works director to fix a sidewalk or to fill a pothole or to, um, or to actually trim a tree. How the, often do you get calls, by the way, of people saying, hey, uh, there's this problem on my street. Every fix day, this. every day. Every okay. single day I get a call, a tug on the on the on the shoulder where I'm walking down the street and somebody has a problem whether it's affordable housing, whether it's transportation. Every single day somebody has uh, an issue that they need to, I just came from a senior center right now where where three or four seniors pull me aside, you know, when I'm speaking to them and they'll say, "Hey, this is my issue, that's my issue." And I don't have the capacity under this current system of government uh, to to actually make those changes. And then what happens is you get blamed as an elected official. And what do you tell what do you, what do you tell them though? When when you say, "Well, I can't do anything," what I tell them is, "Look, we have a system of government that." Uh, is unaccountable to you the ultimate voter and I've tried to do something about it by the way I didn't just try to do something about it now that I've become mayor I've tried to change this from when I was commissioner in 2011 Um, I was then asked to head a Charter Review Commission in 2016 that Charter Review Commission of which I was a non-voting member uh, voted 11 to 1 to propose a strong mayor uh, on the ballot and didn't get on the ballot either in 11 or in 16 this year um, we did it uh, one of the most difficult ways possible which is to go out there and Collect twenty thousand petitions from city residents, asking the government to change the system of government. Thankfully, the city commission did it. Uh, we've survived lawsuits, all kinds of attempts to stop this from getting to the ballot. But hopefully, uh, the residents will have an opportunity to vote for it now uh, through November six.
0: All right. So, under the charter, what what accountability measures would be in place to ensure that the mayor is not overstepping his or her bounds?
2: Well, there are more than, than, than currently. Right now, uh, the check and balance system with the proposal would be, for example, the commission would have a check and balance that doesn't currently exist, and that is that right now the city manager appoints all employees, including department heads, without any input from the mayor or the commissioners under this proposal uh, all department directors that are selected by the mayor would be subject to veto by the Commission very similar to the check and balance that exists on the other side of the coin which is when commissioners legislate the mayor has a veto which of course can be overturned by the Commission with a four-fifths vote in the other case uh, if uh, the mayor let's say I appoint a Public Works director that someone that the Commission doesn't think is qualified they can veto that selection and I am prohibited from selecting that person again uh, for that position I have to find someone. New. So there's a balance of power where the commission has abilities to veto administrative decisions, the mayor has ability to veto legislative decisions, but the mayor is the one in charge of the executive branch and the commission is in charge of the legislative branch. Again, talking with Miami
0: Mayor Francis Suarez, uh, in a few days, voters are going to decide, voters in Miami are going to decide. If they're going to give him the opportunity to become a strong mayor, or he likes to say, is it more executive power? Now, you would still, you would still be appointing the city attorney and city clerk, right? Right. They they're an employee of the city. Okay. So what about the? You know, how do you respond to the concerns that you know with those kind of positions that you you could insulate yourself? You know, with with politically, without having political diversity, you can insulate yourself
2: with people that really are just going to be
0: there for you, with you, right.
2: and what I would say to that is right now, the selection of the city clerk and the city attorney are unilateral decisions. They're unilateral decisions of the commission. And it's very difficult. Uh, for a body of people to manage someone, to manage an employee, when that body only meets periodically, number one. Number two, cannot talk to each other, right? Because of the Sunshine Law, commissioners are not allowed to talk to each other. And then number three, sometimes they don't agree with each other. So you now have an employee in the city attorney who has uh, a set of bosses that don't meet all the time, that can't talk to each other, and that often don't agree with each other. That's not a way to manage an employee. And that employee often turns into becoming a politician and has to make decisions on a political basis. The proposal that I'm putting forth has a, a check-and-balance system. It's a it's a system where both the executive and the legislative are involved in the selection. The mayor makes a selection, and the legislative branch has, like I said before, the power to veto that selection if the legislative branch feels that that person is not adequate or not qualified.
0: All right, let's also talk about the other issue is compensation. Sure. Uh, with the strong mayor, you get a $50,000 pay raise. Puts you up at 187, 187,000 a year. Why does a strong mayor
2: require that level of compensation? Well, uh, what happened there was we had set a compensation floor. The proposal had a compensation floor that's 75% of the county mayor's, uh, I, to me, W-2 salary um that salary changed from the date of the proposal which had uh the compensation floor being 112,000 uh to 250,000 because the county mayor increased his salary and that increased the compensation floor from 112 to 187,500 uh i've said from the beginning that that i'm i'm pushing this not for a raise. I have absolutely no desire to get a raise. I do perfectly fine in the private sector, and I don't want a penny more to be the mayor of the city of Miami. I work 10, 12, 13, 14 hour days. Um, So this is not for, you know, about the money for me.
0: And what about, But that's the other thing too, is this It's more responsibility, more on you. Now people can tug at your shoulder and say,
2: fix this. And, and I'm okay with that. That's, that's part of what, what I'm asking for, and that's part of the job. If you want to be mayor of a big city, you have to be comfortable with responsibility. What bothers me is when there's an incongruity between what the expected ability of a mayor is and the actual ability of a mayor. And so I'm trying to line those two things up so that when somebody does tug me on that shoulder, I can either tell them that I can do it or I can be responsible to them if I can't do it.
1: Where do I begin? I mean, (laughs) the proposed charter has so much that is, I think, onerous and certainly not in the public's interest. Um, Number one, it wasn't prepared in public. Usually you have a charter review committee that holds public hearings, does research, and uh, allows for public input. None of that was done. It was done in a back room somewhere. And uh, that's not the way you should change a charter. Charter is like the Constitution of the United States. It really sets forth all of the powers and duties. To, you know, It's a sacred document, so it should be done publicly and publicly aired. Uh, it would have been nice to have some input into the process, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that would agree with me. That's one. Uh, secondly, it puts the city commission, who are elected from five districts as uh, a second-class organization. It really eliminates one of the fundamental requirements you want in an ethical democratic organization and that is checks and balances. For example, the Metro-Dade Charter, Miami-Dade County. It has checks and balances. The County Commission has authorities. The strong mayor who I think does basically a pretty good job, Carlos Jimenez. Yeah, yeah. Carlos Jimenez. Um, they check each other. That's what checks and balances means. And there's a balance of power between the elected representatives, 13 single-member district county commissioners, and the strong y- mayor.
0: Y- you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you is this: is that you are you were a city manager both in the city of Miami back in 1996, and Miami-Dade County from 1998 to 2001. Just briefly give me an idea of what the responsibilities of this city manager are, because if this changes, that person
1: would lose a lot of that power. Well, I'm really not here. Fundamentally, getting rid of a city or a county manager is not a good idea. There is no political substitute for the professional administration and management of public affairs. Uh, the council manager plan of government really was formed over a hundred years ago, fundamentally to get rid of bossism, to get rid of Tammany Hall, to get rid of uh, Boss Reed, and and this is reverting back to this system. Um, the manager is a professional, and his job is to carry out the policies of the elected officials. In this case, the, the city commission, or in the case of the county, the county commission and the mayor. They jointly create policy. And once that policy's set, then a professional manager is called in to administer and put into effect that policy. So you, what what would be wrong with having the mayor be that administrator? He's not an experienced uh, city manager or you know he's, he's let's face it, and, and I don't mean that it's in a derogatory sense. he's a politician. and politicians should be setting policy, not running the day-to-day administration of a huge multi-million dollar organization. I mean that's fundamental. and uh, but I'm not here to argue that point. Uh, my point is that this is not a democratic proposal. It's bossism, fundamentally. because the mayor you, you, because for example, the mayor, some, some of the contents of the charter are really terrible. The mayor is going to appoint the city clerk and the city attorney. Now look at the functions of the city clerk and the city attorney. City attorney is the attorney for the entire city. He's the city attorney for department heads, for the individual commissioners and the mayor. He shouldn't be appointed based on loyalty to the mayor and not to the city commission. I mean, I don't know who came up with this, but it's a power grab. and, And I'm not speaking about the existing mayor. I'm not here to denigrate Mayor Suarez. What happens when he leaves? The charter is a lasting document. It's a living document, like the Constitution of the
0: United States. You're you're speaking about the charter itself. I'm speaking about the charter. Let me ask you this. In 2000, and and we had him here yesterday, the former mayor, Alex Pinellas, he asked you to leave your post as city manager because he wanted to transition to the strong mayor. And then later you told the Biscayne Times, um, it was actually this year, that it was the worst holiday season of your life and you know, you even didn't celebrate Christmas because you were in mourning. Tell me, take us back through that, and and maybe this helps us understand where you stand on this position. What was,
1: what did well, he ask you to do? And in- I'm not here to talk about what's happened in the past. Fundamentally, you know, if the mayor wanted to go, Pinellas wanted to go for the strong mayor, I can understand that. He felt that he couldn't achieve that with me as as county manager because I'm very well known and I think I've earned some respect in the community. What really bothered me was I gave him a list of professionals to take my place because changing the charter to go to a strong mayor wasn't going to happen overnight. He would still have to have a county manager, for, uh, at least until the charter and the people voted to change it, and then you would eliminate that position and the rest is history. Do you he, think he didn't appoint a professional? He didn't appoint anybody from that list. He appointed a mayor of a city of uh, a former mayor of a city of 18,000 people Homestead who had no experience in running an organization like that. And and it just went downhill. Everything that I had worked for to reform and energize the county administration and I was very successful at that. It all went backwards. And, but that's not why I'm here. We're, we're missing some valuable time talking about what's wrong with this charter. All right, so uh,
0: fine. Then let's go to the charter. You, because I mean you said you said that the charter, like the Constitution is, is this important document in it that it sets, basically sets how we run this city. Why can't you at some point as we make amendments to the Constitution, why can't we change a charter?
1: Well, I think you can, but there is a process for doing that. And you don't like the process they went about. Well, it was to get a this. backroom process. Did anybody know that it was being done? All of a sudden, it comes up. No public input. Uh, when you, ha- I chaired a charter review commission for the county. Mayor Steve Clark appointed me as the chairman. I've served on other charter committees. I was on the charter committee for Pinecrest, the city I live in. Um, and it's a very participatory process and a very deliberative process. Um, the public was not given that opportunity. No one was. I mean, here's the charter: take it or leave it. Uh, so now, do you find yourself really at this
0: point because it's going to be up to the voters? It's just trying to tell the voters and let them know that there was the, the process wasn't there, and they're trying to shove this in your face and vote no. Well, and and
1: that and the charter gives excessive power to the mayor. I mean, I, I call it bossism. Uh, it's not a healthy charter. Compare it to the county. We have a strong mayor system in Miami-Dade County, Carlos Jimenez. We have a 13 member, single member district commission. The city of Miami now will have a strong mayor and we'll have a five member, single member district commission that has been reduced in power There is no checks and balances. I mean, that's not healthy. You've been listening to an episode of
2: Vote Already, WLRN's last-minute guide to the 2018 Florida ballot. You can listen to all our episodes looking at some of the biggest issues you're deciding right now. And you can find our voter's guide at
0: amendments.wlrn.org.
2: Remember, Election Day is this Tuesday, November 6th. Vote Already is a production of WLRN News. Our music is by Michael DeLette.